premier anime podcast my name is wes and i'm joined by my co-host demetrius hey 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 and saeed winter is here winter is here indeed in fact we have a really interesting podcast for you because you know as the saying goes when you do something for a while you gotta kind of change things up a bit to spice it up and even though we haven't been doing this podcast for a long time we have been doing anime content in general for going on a year when it comes to this summer. So we want to make a, we want to make this type of podcast where we talk about more than just anime, things like video games, TV shows, movies, you know, pop culture. We want to make this a a regular thing. And Demetrius, what did, what did we decide we were going to call this pop culture podcast? Hmm, I think we decided on bop culture. Bop culture, you know, you can always use a little, a little play on little, words little, here little and there. Mm-hmm. A little bop, get a, get a just, little, just, just a little bop, just a little yeah, bop, it. little bop, bop it. It. <laughs> you know, bop to the top, high school music. <laughs> but I do want to say we are still gonna touch on some anime news here to start. And before I hop into anime news, thank you to everyone for waiting on this podcast coming out. With this being pop culture, and as of our recording. This past Sunday being the first episode of Game of Thrones, season eight, the final season. Yes. On top of some technical issues, we decided we want to put out the best possible product that we can. So we delayed it again. Appreciate it. And now before we pop into all of this, before we bop into all of this, ooh, Ooh. uh, anime news, or um, excuse me, pop culture. Let's hit some anime news. And I'm going to try to keep it brief. The first thing we have going on is that it is the start of the new anime season. I believe we're a couple weeks into the spring 2019 core. You got some big shows like One Punch Man Season 2, Attack on Titan Season 3, which is actually not on Crunchyroll. This really? Day. It's on Funimation only. Yeah, because of the Crunchyroll Funimation mm. split. You have other things like the Kimetsu no Yaiba or Demon Slayer adaptation. And I know Demetrius is... Beloved fruit Toru has has that new has that new adaptation that is on Crunchyroll. So once three episodes are out of most of the shows that we have access to, we will be posting our three episode rule article about what we're watching, what we feel like you can backlog, and why. I think the one thing that or there's just a couple shows that are catching steam that I've, I've actually heard you talk about, Wes, a little bit. I'm kind of excited for, I think you talked about a show called, or a manga called Fire Force. Yep. And I'm starting to see, yeah, and I'm starting to see some of the trailers flow through, and I think it'll, I think that'll be an interesting watch at the very least. Yeah, for all the people that like Soul Eater, I read the manga for a bit, and while I don't read it as actively now, I did have some fun with it. So it should, it looks, it looks good. It looks really, really well done. So yeah, definitely excited for things coming. Uh, what are you guys watching? Let's get a little listener interaction if we can. So on our Instagram, Twitter, email, Facebook, hit us up with what you're interested in the spring season. 
And just one final piece of anime news. Mirai by Mamoru Hosoda, who is my favorite anime director, came out on Blu-ray last week. If you like movies like Boy and the Beast, Summer Wars, Wolf Children, and as a huge fan, I am willing to concede that maybe people have overrated the girl who leapt through time a bit. <laughs> a hot take. Hot That's take. Probably the truth. <laughs> yeah, I, I will have to say that. Um, if you're a fan of, of anime movies by him, if you've seen the other ones, or just an anime movie about what it means to be a sibling, what it means to grow as a parent, as an individual, understanding where you're coming from and how your family kind of influences where you're going. Uh, super emotional. Not ashamed to say that I cried a bit towards the end. I had those manly tears flowing a, a tad bit. Nothing wrong with crying. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Some mandom, you know. Uh, definitely check Mirai out. It's out on Blu-ray. It's not out in theaters anymore. And you know us. We're always advocating legitimate sources of anime. So if you have a buddy who has it on Blu-ray, or if it's something that you might want to buy yourself, go out, pick it up, support the industry, check it out. And mm-hmm. That seems to be all the anime news. So let's get into this Bob Culture podcast. Mm-hmm. And the first the first section we're going to do, I'm going to keep talking for a little bit, but I know I know Saeed actually has some thoughts on some of the things. This first topic in the video game section is mm-hmm. Nintendo Labo VR has come out. The Imagination uh, Box. The Imagination Box, Nintendo's first foray into virtual reality, which has actually been selling out everywhere. I saw it was sold out on Amazon in the U.S., which uh, surprised me. $40 will get you the basic VR kit that comes with the goggles and this gun attachment that you use. It's only $40. Yeah, it's only $40 for... Yo, no wonder wonder it's selling out. It's, It's $40 for the VR goggles and the blaster. And Saeed, how did you describe the game? Because you were at my house over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was over at Wes's house and I tried it out. Uh, I had no expectations going in, but I liked it a lot. It really reminded me, if you guys have been to Disneyland or Disney World, uh, that one Toy Story ride where you shoot the things, very similar to that. Yeah, but it's some sort of, it's an on-rails game. Yeah. Um, You can't die, so it's really like a score attack. But we have a buddy who was over as well that... Has it had an HTC Vive set up, and he said it was one of the most fun experiences he had playing virtual reality, which is really surprising. And at forty bucks at an entry point, that also gets you uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild VR and Super Mario Odyssey VR, both of them coming out on April twenty fifth as free updates if you already own the game. Now there's an eighty dollar kit that also comes with like a virtual reality camera and a virtual reality like painting thing and a bunch of other things that 80 bucks is still really really cheap which, which is still really good and if yeah and if you don't want all of that they sell each individual piece in expansion packs for 20 bucks so if you're like oh i want to do the vr drawing and use the vr camera but i don't care about like the vr bird and the vr jumping thing well you can only you can spend 20 dollars to get the camera and the drawing thing and just wipe the others to the side with that vr camera how hype would pokemon snap be Ugh. in vr Ooh. i know I know everyone's been saying it, but with them giving Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey VR support, give me Mar, give me oh, Mario Kart VR. That would be too cool. Give me, give me, give me Pokemon Snap VR. But yeah, this is another topic that I didn't really, I didn't really expect to have anything to say on. But having the blaster for forty bucks, the blaster in the VR head kit, it's 
it's worth mm-hmm. it in my opinion. Yeah. It's definitely a great entry point. And sticking on the sticking on the idea of Switch games, a game that has personally consumed me, Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission. So let me let me try to sell you guys on this. Yo, do you like Dragon Ball Z? Oh yes. I do. Are you a fan of collectible card games? Somewhat. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are no weak cards in my grandpa's deck. There are no weak cards in my grandpa's deck. That is what Super Dragon Ball Heroes is. It's a Dragon Ball collectible card game with a whole lot of fan service. I'm talking things you're not going to see in the show. Yeah. Like Super Saiyan. Yeah, there's like Super Saiyan 4 Broly. You have Vegeta and Trunks fusing. You have Gohan and Trunks fusing. You have over a thousand, 1,200 cards, I think. Uh, you have stuff like Super Saiyan 3 Vegito, Super Saiyan 3 Gogeta. Like it's, if you've heard of the Dragon Ball Heroes anime, where there's just a bunch of ridiculous stuff that happens non-canonically, that's what this is based off of. Which itself is based off of a Japanese arcade game. And really, this is just a port of that arcade game. Now, at 60 bucks, it's it's hard for me to recommend this to anybody that doesn't like Dragon Ball or doesn't like some sort of card games because the graphics, it uses the Budokai Tenkaichi graphics. So it looks like a PS2 game and the gameplay can be a little whack because it is a card game. That's a port of an arcade game from Japan. But if you really like Dragon Ball, if you really are just into the card collecting thing, because I mean, again, my, these guys will tell, especially like, yo, Saeed, you've been around me. I love Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z Dokkan battle, free to play card game. And I've wailed out more than I want to admit spending money on that card game. Well, yes, he has. Well, here's sixty bucks, and it gets you <laughs> what? Oh, it gets you access. Here's it gives you access. Oh, if you said what to thinking I spent sixty bucks, my, <laughs> my boy, I've spent way more than yeah, that. Yeah, no, I was like, I don't even want to know. Sixty bucks will let, it'll give you access to over one thousand two hundred cards. Not immediately. You have to you get them from kind of one of those gachapon machines. After every battle, you get cur- or tickets to to get these cards. So there is a random act. thrill of the pull. Yep, the thrill of the pull, and it's a one time one time fee. The gameplay is fun enough. Uh, let them know that you want to support these anime games. Let Bandai Namco know that you're out there for these anime games. It's out on Switch and PC. But there is a bigger game that we're going to close out this gaming section with. And I know Demetrius, you have some thoughts on this game. Oh boy, do I have thoughts on this. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. I'm going to pick my mic up and place it across the country onto your table. Okay. So that you can tell us what we got going on. It it almost, yeah, it's like, it almost sounds like you're trying to put your heart where I can reach it. But anyway, uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, as you all know, if you're fans, came out at the end of January. And of course, it's taken many people uh, some time to finish it. Sometimes it didn't take any time at all. And uh, I haven't finished it. Yeah, so we're going to keep this as spoiler-free as possible. But, you know, hot take, my opinion of Kingdom Hearts 3 as a fan who's played since the beginning and most every single game that has come out, it was kind of underwhelming. And I only say that because based on the mechanics, the combat, and the story... If I culminate all those factors into one, this game was weaker than a lot of the other ones that it has, or the franchise has put out. A couple other things to note in the game. They completely got rid of every single Final Fantasy character that has been in, um, at least, yeah, at least the mainstays, Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2. So they, they completely were gone. There's, I think this is the game, no, this is the game with the fewest Disney bosses 
you fight, you know, you do fight heartless, you do fight nobodies. You even get your uh, a crack at uh, some unversed, but this game has the fewest Disney bosses. And guess what you're doing for several, a small loan of 20 hours, you are in Disney World. So it kind of just doesn't make sense. Actually, something that I was thinking about that I don't really like about the game is, first of all, Kingdom Hearts 2 is my personal favorite game. It brought the most innovation, reaction commands, and just felt impactful to me. But Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't do that. You're, you're, you're slammed into these worlds where you have to beat the entire world basically in one go. So you're, you're forced into a story that's two to three hours long that can be, uh, it can drag at certain points versus yeah, just comparing it to like Kingdom Hearts 2 versus it was split and you had to bounce around from the world. So it kind of felt like you didn't know what to expect versus this one. You have to just drag through two to three hours of recycled content where it kind of feels awkward where Sora, Donald and Goofy are kind of just like Photoshop into scenes from movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was it in frozen? The whole, they, they recreate the whole let it go mm-hmm. scene from the movie and Sora, Donald and Goofy are just kind of in the background the whole time. Just watching They're like, wow, look, is that Elsa? It's like, okay, I appreciate the commentary. It's cool to see you there, but most everybody has seen Frozen by now. So this is kind of beating a dead horse to me. Yeah, so would it be fair to say that the storytelling is definitely lacking? The storytelling is where it suffers the most. And without getting into spoilers, the storytelling is, how do I put this? The the critical piece you really want to get to for the Kingdom Hearts, basically the culmination everything these games have been talking about isn't until the end. And to me, that's the meat of the game. That's where you really want to be. That's where you want to spend your time. That's what you want to see. And you don't get that for, like I said, about 20 hours. So to me, honestly, the first 20 hours feel like filler and uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.9. What a troll. Biggest troll. And how about those fetch quests, dude? How about those fetch quests? Fetch quests were just insane there's just pieces that feel odd um there's things i would have liked to have seen from the game but i'm not really i don't want to say anything without basically i don't want to say anything that would hinder wes's experience much appreciated much appreciated but there's there's so many different things they could have done and that's not to discredit what they did do they did a great job with combat uh, they did a great job with giving you options for your combat. You get a lot of options, even though sometimes it can feel a little forced. The graphics are beautiful, just gorgeous. It is really good looking. There's there's no other way I would have ever had it. I mean, last thought is I think the graphics and style of the 100 Acre Wood is kind of slept on. Um, that's something mm-hmm. I actually could have. I personally wouldn't have minded some more of the worlds looked a little bit more like that. Yeah, I'll agree. Overall, it's underwhelming, but that doesn't mean it's a bad game. So if you're a fan of the game, like I am, and you want to fight the light and the darkness, and you're tired of seeing Xehanort's bald head, <laughs> I definitely I definitely say you should pick this game up and uh, see the conclusion of the Xehanort saga. Yeah, it was, what, 13 years in the making, which I think adds to 
it feeling a little underwhelming. 100%. But but before we get out of the game section, there is a gaming franchise, keeping this short, that is getting a new entry after a long hiatus. Not 13 years, but that Borderlands series, Borderlands 3, was announced a little while ago. And Watch out for those psychos. Watch out for them. Uh, Demetrius, I know you and I, this game was really impactful to us for different reasons growing up, going through high school. So mm-hmm. let's, yeah. let's fingers crossed that it doesn't suffer the same fate as Kingdom Hearts 3 did with having this long production time be kind of overhyping the game. I really want to move on from Kingdom Hearts 3, but I love the game so much. I love the franchise so much that yeah. I can't, I just can't let it go because the storytelling, like we said, it, it just kind of backed itself into a corner. That's really what it did. And then it tried to ride its way out and it just came out fumbled. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully games can games can kind of learn from the mistakes of these long drawn out production cycle games like Final Fantasy 15, Kingdom Hearts 3. Just don't introduce time travel. If you are a smart writer, don't introduce too much time travel. Don't do it. Uh, moving on from games, two things that I believe are you could consider smart writers. Um, and that's the TV show section that we're going to be doing for pop culture here. And in particular, there is the one big TV show that we will be hitting on. But there's one one smaller one that I myself haven't watched. So I'm going to hand it off to Demetrius and Saeed for the bulk of the conversation surrounding it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a Netflix series that before I give the name, let me just say the names attached to it. We have Tim Miller of Deadpool fame and we have David Fincher who did a lot of things like Gone Girl. I believe he did Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Uh, Fight Club, Zodiac, Seven. Uh, so it's some huge names. So impressive resumes. Im- impressive resumes behind it. So guys, tell me, did how did these how did these two two juggernauts, these great minds, come together? So the show is on Netflix, like Wes said. It's a Netflix original. It's called Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. The show is an animated show, and I went into it. Not knowing anything about it, I just heard from Demetrius that he liked it a lot, like a lot, a lot. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I started watching it, and my mind, I couldn't, I couldn't process what I was watching because <laughs> most of it was in CG, and it's like by far the best CG I ever saw in anything, any TV show, any video game, or anything like that. The CG in it was really good for an animated product. Yeah, and I think the CG is so good that at certain points you kind of it takes you like the first i'd say it takes you like the first 10 seconds or so to say okay is this real people yeah yeah and it takes it takes you a second to see them actually moving and say okay this is actually cg yeah but it's an episodic series there's 18 episodes total and they range anywhere from like six minutes all the way up to i think 18 minutes is around the longest yeah just about so it's really easy to digest fun to watch and the episodes have different uh, animations animation styles too it's not all just cgi there's a lot of hand-drawn stuff as well Mm -hmm. it's really unique yeah i know i think default language is english and it's definitely an sfw so yeah it's like if you think you found like a good family show to watch and sit down pump the brakes definitely pump the brakes there because uh it it can get pretty raunchy sometimes um or just graphic and violent 
So definitely keep that in mind. Um, some of the episodes have some really good themes behind them. Very interesting oh, like yeah. concepts and uh, just really good voice acting, actually. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned that, but the acting and emotion that is kind of put into the show definitely makes me excited yeah. for like a season two or just a reappearance. Yeah, some of the episodes wanted me to, like, it, I wished some of the episodes were actual shows, if you know what I mean. What are, what are some of your favorites, Saeed? Because there's, like I said, there's 18, but... Oh, yeah. The ones, there are like three or four that stick in my head, that got stuck in my head. First one I can think of was uh, the werewolf one. Shapeshifters? Yes, that one was really good. And then the one where it was like a cyberpunk Asian-ish themed one with like a fox. Uh, Gothic, yeah. yeah. That one was really, really good. And oh, the one with the Russians and like the weird creatures coming. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Blind Spot. Blind Spot. <laughs> Yo, Demetrius has these episode names. <laughs> Yo, uh, yeah, and I mean, that's just... To me, that's how much I enjoyed the show. Like, if I if I liked the episode, I would just remember, like, okay, this was a good one. A couple other notable ones was uh, Three Robots. That was a pretty funny one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's Three Robots. I know there's Shapeshifters, Blind Spot. The one with the, uh, that one really big guy with the, uh, the art guy. The art, the blue art. Oh, uh, Zima Blue. Zima Blue, yeah. That one was really interesting to me. That was, yeah, those were really good. It's nice to see, it's nice to see a Western animated series aimed more towards out adults mm-hmm. yeah oh and uh the other two that i want to mention is just fish night the one with the aquatic fish just in the middle of a desert that was cool. oh yeah that was trippy and uh <laughs> and uh beyond aquila rift that one has some pretty interesting horror elements which one was that one uh it's when they were in that spaceship and they were like oh we just got done with this job oh and Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now that, that you, was, ooh. yeah, now that you mentioned the the two director people that were involved in the show, a lot of these episodes, I can understand how they were that good because some of the movies these guys made had similar themes in them. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. So if you're into these directors' works, I guess it'll be like something similar to that. It'll be an entertaining watch for sure. Yes. Just remember, yes. guys, NSFW, definitely SNFW. Mm-hmm. It's great to see these more Western animated shows make their way onto Netflix with some big name, I guess, executive producers and just executives and writers attached to them. But there is one huge non-animated show that just came out this past week. Now we're going to keep it spoiler free because Demetrius, uh, as of recording this, it's Monday, the night of the day after Demetrius still hasn't seen the first episode, but game of Thrones is finally it's, back. It's finally back. It's in its final season officially. What is it? Said eight. It's season eight. Yeah. Season eight. With how many episodes is it going to be? Is it eight episodes? Six, six episodes. Six, six episodes. Six? I thought it was eight. Yeah. And that actually, I'm going to jump right into my thoughts, spoiler free thoughts. That six episode length kind of explains my big gripe with it. Again, being spoiler free, it's that I felt that some of the stuff was a little rushed feeling. Um, there were some, for you Game of Thrones fans, you'll probably know what I'm talking about, uh, staying spoiler free. But at the end, of, towards the end of the last season, there were some really big revelations and things that happened. And to me, when these things were just kind of name dropped or revealed and there wasn't a big reaction to them from these characters, it was kind of a letdown. Again, excellent show. There were some really, really cool moments 
But in my opinion, I'm interested in hearing Saeed's general thoughts. In my opinion, this episode just revealed some things to certain characters that I thought were going to be more important plot points down the road. And they still could be, but initial reactions to these plot points from the cast of the show weren't as impactful as I thought they were going to be. And it felt like they just got these out of the way really quickly so that they could focus on wrapping up the story. And they did open up some really cool other plot points with some cool character interactions, especially towards the end of the episode. Yeah, to me, like, hot take, I was a little underwhelmed with how, or with not how impactful some stuff was. So, Saeed, what are your thoughts on episode one? So, my thoughts for episode one, I really enjoyed it. I've been waiting two years for it. I'm, I, I'm a bad person to ask to look at this show critically at this point right now, at least, because I've been waiting so long. Anything I saw basically made me happy. But I do understand what you're saying, though, because of the whole rush thing. When this, Before the season started, I assumed there was going to be a lot of rushing and a lot of glazing over certain topics, I guess. But in my opinion, I think I know what you're talking about, about some of the plot points. They seem like they brushed over. But I do think they're going to talk about those plot points more. Yeah, they could definitely come back. Yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of cool stuff in the first episode that I wanted to see. Admittedly, it might have been a little fan servicey, but I'm a fan. I got service. <laughs> Lots of relief on my Yo, end. They might say you got relief, relieved, dog. <laughs> yes. and, and just a quick side note, the reason Saeed is laughing, and this has nothing to do with Game of Thrones, but I guess technically it does have something to do with a show. If you have time and you like documentaries, if you like some crazy true crime crackhead documentaries, go on Netflix and watch this thing called Abducted in Plain Sight. It's an hour and a half long documentary about this girl. Record named yourself. Jan. Record your reaction because it's this it's this documentary about this girl named Jan who was abducted by their neighbor who was obsessed. And she was, I think, 12 at the time. And he was in his 30s. And he was obsessed with her. And I really don't want to say more because I sat Saeed and our other friend down and was like, yo, you're not going to believe how whack this is. <laughs> it was the most whack stuff I've ever seen. It, was, it is. It was crazy. It is crazy with how dumb some people are in this world. <laughs> it is crazy with how insanely clever, if you even want to call that, some people are with scheming. <laughs> Certain things. Some people, some people just got a plan together, and they just, you know, sit there and tilt their head down with their glasses and say, "All according to." Oh, and Demetrius hasn't seen it yet, so he doesn't know. But Said and I will say before we get back to wrap up our thoughts on Game of Thrones, if you want, if you have an hour and a half of your time, and you just want to experience a story that not even movie film writers could make up. Go watch. It's called Abducted in Plain Sight again on Netflix. There's, I think it's around the 22 minute mark. There is a very specific thing that people are filming reactions of themselves and putting it on the internet. I wish I had filmed Saeed's reaction to this. Just go it watch it. It was so it. wild. I couldn't believe it. Go watch it. So wild. I guess that's gonna, gonna go on my weekend watch list. 100%. But back to the weekend watch list. Game of Thrones on Sunday. Again, episode two. Mm-hmm. Saeed, do you have mm-hmm. any any thoughts finishing up our Game of Thrones section before we head on to the final? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the structure of the episode. I've noticed I noticed a lot of parallels to episode one, season one, when it came to the structure of this episode. Okay, and I, I and I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So hopefully we'll do another Bob Culture soon to be able to give these updates on Game of Thrones on our thoughts. But as hyped up as Game of Thrones is and was and forever will be, there's something coming out next week uh, as of we're recording this podcast that could be 
just as hyped up, if not more hyped up. So let's move on to the movies section of pop culture, or should I say movie section? Because for all the things coming out this month, like Hellboy, like I can't even remember what other movies are coming out in April because we have Avengers Endgame coming out. Oh, yes. We have an experience that I've seen people describe as our generation's Star Wars, the culmination of that franchise almost, the, the leading into a new era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe beyond, even further beyond than what we already know there's no way he can't do that he can't go this is to go even further beyond never forget those words super zane 3 transformation was something and if you don't remember if you don't remember the music the music made the show so support bruce falconer on spotify because this 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 guy has all the soundtracks the legend guys i just want to open it up to close this podcast with what your thoughts uh, how you're feeling going into Avengers Endgame? Ooh. I would say that going into Avengers Endgame is I'm ready for it because after Infinity War, after everything that happened, I think they set the stage perfectly for not only the fans, but actually the universe itself to have closure. I mean, it'll it'll be it'll be the movie to be it'll be the movie of Avengers movies. Yeah, because there's just going to be so much. I think one thing that people aren't necessarily talking about as much is and we'll see how this plays out because I have no idea how it's going to turn out. Infinity War had so many different characters to balance that it did well. But Endgame is going to be a lot more personal with the cast that it has because it doesn't have to balance Mm so many people at the same time right right and they've been really pushing that home i don't know if you guys saw i believe i'm not sure entirely what press event it was but they did kind of a panel and they had an empty chair for each of the members in infinity war that had died and it was just the original cast that was there so they've been really hammering home that it's more personal and to me that's how this is feeling like this is we've grown up with this i remember seeing the original avengers demetrius back in high school with you 2012 way back seven years ago shout out to the class of 2012 shout out to the forest park bruins class of 2012 what's good but blue and green but yeah it's been a long time coming the bryunes i'm i'm the bryunes (laughs) What even is a Bruin? But um, no, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm sad. I'm all these emotions wrapped up. I know before I pass it to Saeed for his thoughts, Saeed and I got our tickets. People, oh, yeah. people don't pay these thousands of dollars to get a ticket on opening night anymore. And like I, we got our tickets regular price on Friday. I know there's still tickets available, but I've seen people pay like 15K. If you do want to pay thousands of dollars, I have two extra tickets. <laughs> Yo, yo, hit us up. Hit us up for this man. Sponsors and say, hey, we're going to do a giveaway <laughs> fostered by Saeed over here. And he's. Yeah, the only catch is you'd have to come with me. <laughs> yo, don't open that up. Don't open that up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> To people coming to see you. (laughs) But we're not giving away Avengers tickets and you're not seeing Avengers tickets with us. We're not even going to say what day they're for, but know that you should buy your tickets legit. Just don't fall into the hype of overpaying for these tickets because seeing people pay 15,000, unless you're rich enough, I guess, but seeing people pay $15,000 for one ticket on opening night just blows my mind. It's ludicrous, yeah. But Saeed, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Avengers? I'm excited. I really, really liked Infinity War. I think Infinity War is my favorite Marvel movie. It might be, uh, it's either that or it's 
on the same league as me as Civil War and Winter Soldier. Those are like my top three. And if uh, Endgame is as good, or even if it's a little bit worse than Infinity War, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy. I feel like I, I have faith. I think they're going to do it right. I hope they do it right. I, I still don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah, I really hope. But I have faith. I really hope they do it okay, because, you know, the first Avengers was great, and then we had Age of Ultron, yeah, which was man. And now we have Infinity War, which was great. So let's not keep the pattern going of a little dip, and let's have this three hour two minute am i right with the length on this yes three hours and two minutes yo go to the bathroom first ladies and gentlemen go oh, to the yeah. bathroom first wear a diaper into the theater it depends go on an empty stomach eat after the movie there you go you would talk about it with friends because we're probably going to hit a mcdonald's afterwards like we normally <laughs> do oh yeah but yeah end game it's going to be huge we're all super excited for it someone's gonna die or or multiple people are going to die which is also possible. I remember going into Infinity War and we were talking shop about what what one character we thought was going to bite the dust. And we had every character actually bite the dust. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was, I can speak for everyone that when that happened, every theater in across the world that saw that was quiet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The people who I thought were going to die didn't die. Everybody yeah. else died. Yep. So here's to subverted expectations. Anyone else have any final thoughts on any pop culture stuff before we wrap up the inaugural pop culture sub episode? Um, just a on? general announcement just to say like uh, all of our podcasts are now available on Spotify and Apple Music. Looking at getting some other platforms to house our stuff. And as always, we are also on SoundCloud. So keep looking for us there leave some leave some sick reviews on the good old i know you can't leave them on spotify but leave them on that good old apple music and who knows maybe we'll read some reviews uh we'll read some out if you write some nice stuff about us if you don't write nice stuff about us then we'll we'll still read it but you know we'll just remember you we will remember you i'll I'll read it in a super sad sounding voice the pop remembers yeah i was like i will read it and saeed over there will go collect all the infinity stones and then wes will snap his fingers i don't need no infinity stones i got this <laughs> Yo, he already has one jewel, bro. <laughs> Hashtag vape nation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like to, like Demetrius said, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Music slash iTunes, and of course you can always visit our blog site at backlogbebop.wixsite.com slash backlogbebop. Follow us on all social media. We're talking Instagram. We're talking Twitter. We're talking Facebook. We do another one on Instagram though. Another one. Interact with us. We pose the question at the beginning of the the episode. What episode or what series are you watching for this spring? Uh, How excited are you for Infinity War? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Why don't you comment? Comment on our announcement post of this. Let us know. We'll get to you in the comments if you do. Uh, Hit us up on all that stuff. And thanks for listening. Thanks for waiting patiently. We love all you guys out there listening into this and Saeed you know what to hit him with to be continued peace peace, peace.